Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today, we're talking about episode 21 of season three entitled Mamma Mia. That's right. 30 Rock is doing that thing. Yeah. Fuck yes. It's a Mamma Mia. Yeah, we've got Alan Alda. Turns out to be the father of Jack. And now they are playing catch. Ah, what a great episode. <laughs> What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Jack, is this really what you wanted to talk about? Uh, what else is there to discuss? Oh, really? You're going to do the repressed Irish thing? Be Italian for like one second. I'm Jack. I don't know who my father is. I'm so emotional. I'm going to smash these barrels. We're not discussing that because I've made a decision. I don't want to know who my real father is. Are you kidding? Why? You know what family means to me, Lemon? Resentment, guilt, anger. Easter egg hunts that turn into knife fights. Why would I want to invite more of that into my life? Why would I want more family? Because maybe he's awesome. Look, why don't you just ask your mother who it is? No, no, not Colleen. She had her reasons for keeping this from me for 50 years, and I don't want her to relive it. Also, I want something really juicy to whisper to her on her deathbed. Look, Jack, I don't have a lot of personal life experience, but if I have learned anything from my Sims family, when a child doesn't see his father enough, he starts to jump up and down, and then his mood level will drop until he pees himself. Why don't I have any other friends? So, it's episode Mamma Mia. Where does this rank in your I like these episodes order? This, I think, is my favorite conclusion to a season of any of them. Season three, between Mamma Mia and then the next episode, Kidney Now, are, like, the best two double-hitter situation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> do you two youngins have any Alan Alda memories before? Do you know who this guy is? Like, Yeah, from MASH. But did you, I mean, did you watch MASH? A no. bit, yeah, growing up. Seeing that I knew him as an old person. But I grew, you know, I grew up with Mash, so I did love him as Hawkeye Pierce, and then he was in a movie called Four The West Wing. He was on The yes. West Wing. He's on that's the last year. Of the, oh, he's evil Republican on The West Wing. Yeah, that's what I know him from. So in real life, I know him, and he like loves his wife, and they are you know him? together. For, I mean, just saying like the public persona of him, and yeah. then he just loves his wife, and they're so happy, and he's so smart, and they're very Jewish, and um, he has. Alzheimer's or dementia mm. and he has a podcast and he's still just like rolling with it but I just love him so much mm. I just love him so much so I just wondered if it hit differently if you don't already have a relationship with Alan Alda well they did he does a, an audio commentary of this episode where he basically Aww. just watches and goes god she's so good <laughs> and I love how they do that they're just so good and he, his scene that he was in, he's like, I was going to talk, but I didn't want to interrupt that amazing acting. <laughs> and then at that very end, he goes, well, I guess that's goodbye. And that's the end. Aww. Super sweet. He is a dear, dear person. Are you crying right now? No. I don't you could be. Left. <laughs> I don't have any tears because I'm a sociopath. Is that's that true. Or maybe I have autism. Okay, we talked about this last week. So moving on. <laughs> 
The opening scene, Liz goes into Jack's office. Wait, but how do you feel about this episode? We never talked about that. I love Alan Alda so much. How do you, after having watched Mamma Mia, feel about this episode? And how is Mamma Mia? So, Emma forgot to tell me that nobody can sing in Mamma Mia. So that (laughs) was hard. And Auto-Team can only do so much. But there is no answer at the end of Mamma Mia. You don't know who the dad is. So you think that like Stellan Skarsgård was sitting at home being very curmudgeon as he is. And they're like, Meryl Streep's in this movie and we want you. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he made no sense to me in that movie. Except he played that character perfectly. <laughs> yes. Julie Walter was great. Christy Moransky, Amanda Seyfried. I don't know who the boy was, but. Yeah, I would say it was really bad, but I'm glad <laughs> I watched. It's beautiful. It's so fun. Just hang out on an island and sing and dance to ABBA. It's what you should do when you aren't trying to do anything else more productive with your life. Yeah. So I don't know. Liz's exuberation, we'll get to that as soon as she says, it's a mamma mia. It's a mamma mia. Is <laughs> so beautiful. Such unbridled joy. That's fantastic. So When Jenna gets hit with the chicken, I laughed. <laughs> like, Not going to do it. That's like the funniest line I've ever had from Jenna. So Rude. <laughs> I'm telling you, I like something Jenna does. I just don't trust it. <laughs> so Liz enters Jack's office and she's like, hey, Jack. He's like, congratulations, Lemon. I see you read my memo about having more catchphrases on your show. <laughs> and this is one of the best catchphrases of the show within the show and the show itself. That is 30 Rock that we're talking about, the basis of our podcast entitled Blurg. And it's That's a Deal Breaker, ladies. If he wears an Atlanta Falcons jersey to your sister's wedding... That's a deal breaker, ladies. Now Jack's the one saying it. He's going to be huge for Jenna. I know, but I love Jack's terrible Brooklyn accent. And he's like, that's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> She's like, and it's going to be huge for me because I wrote that phrase. And they touch on this quite a bit. We just had it for the Magicals when one of the cartoon characters inexplicably perished from the Magicals and was in the in memoriam of the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. And then the writer for the Magicals got very light applause as opposed to the main character getting uproarious applause. So the writers never get any credit, but Liz is about to change that with what? Maniacal insanity. So she's like, Jack, is that really what you want to talk about? (laughs) <laughs> and then she's like, oh, you're going to do the repressed Irish thing? Being an Italian for like one second. I'm a Jack. I don't know who my father is. I'm <laughs> so emotional. I'm going to smash these barrels. We're not discussing that because I've made a decision. This is one of the times when Alan Alda pipes in. She's terrific, isn't she? <laughs> Are you kidding? You know what family means to me, Lemon? Resentment, guilt, anger. Easter egg hunts that turn into knife fights. Why would I want to invite more of that into my life? Why would I want more family? I'm going to used to get into some pretty contentious Easter egg hunts because my mom would put money in them. And then we would always look for the one that had the 20. And Emma got it like several 20? years in a row. Yeah, $20. Insane. Yeah. Well, isn't there supposed to be chocolate in there? No. You can't. You can buy however much chocolate you want. $20. If I had greater motor functionality and access to a knife, I would have killed that bitch. <laughs> so Jack says, why would I want more family? And Liz says, because maybe he's awesome. At which point Alan Alda says, because they knew I was going to play the role. <laughs> oh, cute. 
She's like, why don't you just ask your mother who it is? He's like, no, not Colleen. She had her reasons for keeping him from me 50 years ago, and I don't want her to relive that. It's interesting for how much he despises his mother, how much he still genuinely cares about her feelings. Like, he was so concerned about how she was going to be affected by, in the last episode, their dad leaving. And she was like, no, this is Paul. Yeah, but then she he adds, also, I wanted something really juicy to whisper her on her deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's like, Jack, I don't have a lot of personal life experiences, but I've learned anything from my Sims family. And I put in parentheses, ask Nick if this is true. It's very true. <laughs> when a child doesn't see his father enough, he starts to jump up and down, and then his mood level is dropped until he pees on himself. Is that true? <laughs> well, when your uh, levels drop and you do pee yourself, yeah. It's not necessarily when you don't have a father, but if like, the Sim isn't taking care of a toddler... Yeah. Toddlers can't die, though, in The Sims. At which point, Jack and I have the same thought. Why don't I have any other friends? <laughs> Liz exits, and Alan Alda laughs. Oh, it was darling. But it about. Hey! So then Alan Alda says, these are the credits. This is when they tell you who they are and what they're doing. He's a darling. He's a national treasure. So now we're in Tracy's dressing room. He's like, come on in, Jack. I was just practicing sitting. Classic Tracy. <laughs> Tracy wants to get advice from, or Jack wants to get advice from Tracy, which has like worked out surprisingly well in the past. Like when recently Tracy confided in Jack that he's never actually cheated on his wife and that Elise is crazy. And that was illuminating. Anyway, so Jack is trying to figure out why Tracy never wanted to find his father. Tracy's convinced he's dead because... <laughs> Tracy's super rich and famous, and if his dad was alive, he'd be living in my pool house. Tracy does find out later that he has a um, son that is older than him. Stay tuned for that one. He's like, exactly. That's all family is, a dream. I feel like you're not telling me something, Jack. Let me guess. You bought a sidecar for your motorcycle and the dog won't stay in it? <laughs> Which, like, Jack doesn't immediately discount. He's like, no, Tracy. Not, no, Tracy. He's like, I've... <laughs> Been there, bud. I found out I don't know who my father is, and I'm not sure I'll ever know. Jack, every man should know his father. That's easy for you to say. No, it wasn't. I struggled <laughs> through that sentence. That humor is so fucking funny to me. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It is but just in the moment, super present. Oh, so good. But Tracy's aware he knows of what he speaks because he recently found a long-lost love child of his. Yes. Tracked me down. I was shocked, scared, angry like a dog in a sidecar when it comes loose with the motorcycle. <laughs> I love it. It turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. Huh. Thanks, Tracy. Jenna enters the writer's room. And you know who else loves deal breakers? Brett Michaels. We have the same publicist, and she said he'd love to come here and dress in the same outfit and do it with me. And also, he wants to be on the show. So, is Brett Michaels known for that? No. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was, like, Not to me. running joke. I also was thinking it was, um, who's the guy from Poison? Isn't that Brett Michaels? Yes. So, who's the guy who's a sportscaster named Brett? Musburger. That's the other one. Okay. <laughs> Brett Favre. Mm, Brett Favre. <laughs> so well, like, uh, you know, 
Because when they say sports centers, that's how I was thinking of that one. Well, and then what was uh, Brett Michaels' love VH1 show? God. Rock of Love? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, nice. I hate that I knew that so easily. <laughs> Rangers on the power play. Oh, Ravery, that's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> so Dennis fucking pound. She's like, this is it. This is the defining thing of my life. It's not going to be that hit and run. <laughs> Jenna, calm down. Oh, Liz, try to imagine how excited you would be if something of yours blew up like this. This is mine, Jenna. I wrote it for you. Remember? Right. It's ours. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> what is happening? There's a reason you're the writer. <laughs> Everybody gather up. Actor announcement. No. Human announcement. Oh, boy. There's something I want you all to hear directly from me before you read about it in next month's issue of Black Entrepreneur and Butts Magazine. <laughs> Are those separate magazines? I think it's one. Okay, but I have an illegitimate son. <gasps> Pain surprise. <laughs> Obviously, my family and I wanted to keep this private, but somehow those vultures in the media found out about it. Like a dog, and so you flashback when he's talking to Jeff, Jack, like a dog in a sidecar when it comes loose from the motorcycle. But it turned out to be one of the best things that happened to me. Huh? Yeah, no, so we flash back to when he was talking to Jack and he was in the middle of an interview. <laughs> yeah, whoever that guy was was smoking hot. The interview guy? What? I don't. Smoking? Yes. Okay. I'm going to stand fucking by that. All right. He's like, I've been supporting him financially. Here comes my son, and I want you all to meet him. He's here. Frank's hat says mute button. I want you bastards to meet my bastard, my boy, Donald Jordan. Played and by one, Michael Benjamin Washington. Yeah, yeah, gay yeah, stuff, gay stuff. What gay stuff? He's gay and he's in gay stuff. How do you know he's gay? Because he's in gay stuff. I thought you meant the, the character, that Donald. Oh, Donald probably. I'm not sure. Well, he used to be on Kimmy Schmidt, and he was on Ratchet, and he was on a very impressive order of Law and Order. <laughs> I believe I sent you screenshots from my phone when I saw it not that long ago. I'm like, who's this? So anyway, um, the bastards met his bastard, and Donald Jordan immediately is like, Pop, can I have $1,000 for something I need? Well, as long as it's for something you need. I hate the way his character says, Daddy. Daddy, I love you. <laughs> Ooh, I love you too, daddy. In walks Steve Buscemi. Oh, boy. Oh, Len, come in. Thanks What's for being What's wrong with Steve? I don't know. He's great. He's awesome on the show. All right. Between this and Spichemin, it's almost like you think that white men aren't the greatest thing ever. He's great on the show. He's great. Steve Buscemi is awesome. Reservoir Dogs, he's insane. He's just He's a really good actor, but... He gets some interesting opportunities. He's great. <laughs> He's great. We love him. He's great. Anyway, um, you know who's not doing great? Len, played by Steve Buscemi. So he gets into the um, building, which is exciting for him because he can get free ice from the cafeteria. Sad. Uh, super sad. And he was tasked with finding out about Jack's father's identity. And... We learn a little bit too much without any investigative probing about Len's current situation. He was surprised when Jack called him because the phone line has not been ringing since Marsha left. They recently got divorced and apparently she got all the friends. 
And he gave his gun to his pastor in case he gets the old gloomies. Yikes, man. Jack filled with compassion says, so do you have anything for me? <laughs> so he gives him his father's contact information. It's in an envelope. And he's like, I'll give you some privacy. And then just like barely Closed covers. His eyes. <laughs> yeah, like Stands in the room. Yeah. And then we get dramatic jazzy music. Hey. Oh, so Jack pulls it out and sees there's more going on. He's like, oh, God. Now, this is the Liz and Pete episode. They are together <laughs> 700 times. They're never together this much. So they're in the kitchen. And they're talking about there's no way there's Tracy's, that's Tracy's son, right? That guy's scamming him. Maybe Donald did look pretty old. I know. But I do have a hard time telling the age with all black. Uh-oh, in walks Tuper. Shoes are the best kind of shoe. So how Tuper old? asks, how old do you think I am? And they shut out 25. 25. <laughs> so do you know what year this episode was? I don't know that I do. 2010, I believe. So the actor who plays Tuper, Kenneth Keith Powell, was born in 1979. So how would that have made him in whatever year this was? 31, right? Right. So then they're like, and how old do you think I am? And they yell out 25 and 50 with the opposite again. He's like, I'm 33. <laughs> how no, old well, then they I think Samuel L. Jackson is, yeah. Aww. Then they switch it up. Yeah. And so Mr. Mr. Jackson, Jackson is nasty. <laughs> Maybe Donald is Tracy's son. Maybe Tracy's 60. <laughs> and here's the rationale. He can't rap. He has diabetes. A lot of his friends are dead. He falls asleep in chairs. He doesn't know how to use a computer. The TV? He's always mad at the TV. His favorite show is NCIS. Or he might be 70. <laughs> <laughs> or he's getting scammed. There it is. Let so, it. Jack summons Liz because we find out there is not a singular name. There are three names of his maybe baby daddy. No, mama Mia. Daddy. It's, it's a Mama Mia. Here I go again. Mama, I do love this episode. So Jack's like, what? She's like, nothing. Don't push it, Liz. Just let it happen. There's going to be a Mama Mia. <laughs> this is very much like, uh, what's her name? Kristen Wiig when she has that very like excitement. Um, woman and that crazy turtle. She's like, oh my god, oh my god, is that so exciting? Yeah, that one. You know another one? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. What can I tell you? <laughs> See what happens, Lemon. See how complicated family always gets. What am I supposed to do? Fly around the country trying to figure out which one is my father? <laughs> they could come to you. We could trick them into coming here, and then we'll sing on the dock. What are you talking about? It's Mamma Mia, the international film song station based on the jukebox musical, The Songs of Abba. Should we watch it real quick? <laughs> Should we? Should we, though? Us. I already watched it today. <laughs> All right. This is too much trouble when it's just one person. I'm out. So she says, we're going to Mamma Mia these guys. We get them here under some pretense, figure out which one is your dad. And then if it's somebody you don't want in your life, you walk away. And now Liz's wheels are entirely spinning. Also, she's fucking adorable in this entire thing. Her love of Mamma Mia, her the recitation. Why can I? Why do I always try to say recitation? I always say resuscitation. Someone rescue me from myself. But the way she reads her lines, absolutely magical, as is Mamma Mia. So 
Liz has a brainstorm and it was a bad one. So she had to sit down for a little bit, but then she got back and she had a brain. Remember that? Anyway, so she decides that they want a contest, a trip to New York and tickets to TJS. TGS. What's happening? <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Lurs Lizler. <laughs> so she's like, all right, you get them here and I'll meet with them. But that's all I'm promising. And I'm promising a mad cat musical romp. Dot, 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 fun. Dot, 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 good. That was on the poster. <laughs> so now Liz and Pete enter Tracy's dressing room. Again, with the Liz and Pete. Why won't this stupid gizmo do what I want? I'm going to miss the lottery drawing. So he throws it. Whoa. Wow. They're like, eh, hey, Tracy, you're 39, right? Of He's course. like, of course. Why would I? Sorry, I almost stole a Tracy line from you. Go. Nightmare. Of course, why would I lie about my age? I'm in the entertainment industry. Funny. Right. Hey, you Top. know, Liz and I were just talking about the old Rob Bass song, It Takes Two. You know, everybody our age knows that song, right? Should we do it for him now? Should we, sure. should we do it on him? Ladies, Ladies love, me. love me. Girls saw me. I mean, even we were doing it together. You just didn't come with me. Oh, here we go. Sorry, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Ladies, Ladies love, love me. Girls Fox adore me. Three, I two, mean. Go. <laughs> Fuck this. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, then you one, go. Go. Yeah, then Emma. you go. Yeah. Emma. Is it three, two, one, or three, two, one, go? It's three, two, one, and then go is you going. <laughs> I know it's in parentheses. We don't mm-hmm. say that loud. Like that. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll do it again. Time. Three, two, one. Ladies, love. ladies, <laughs> love. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> it takes two to make a thing go. It takes more than two people to make this thing go, right? <laughs> That's part of Kenneth is there going. It takes two to make that. <laughs> It's so funny in this episode. <laughs> then uh, sing some old people song. Gee, it's great after being out late, walking my baby back. How old are you? 39. <laughs> well, if you're 39, how old do you think Donald is? I'm 21, right, Daddy? It's really, it makes me uncomfortable how he speaks and saunters and exists. I know. He's a really good actor, though, because he is not like this at all in Law & Order. <laughs> yes, you are, son. That's what the birth certificate you printed out for me said. Hey, you got that check for me? Of course. And I left the amount blank, just like you asked. Donald's opening a dojo. <laughs> so, it sounds super sketch. He's going to teach uh, karate and whatnot to kids or whatever. Starting a small business is expensive. Hey, we're back to the songs, and yep. uh, <laughs> now he's singing a medieval sort of chance sort of situation. If e'er a fair maiden a night I chance said. to see. And then <laughs> Kenneth jumps in again because he's immortal. Astride his fair steed to spy. So Kenneth is like, Miss Lemon, the contestant winners are here. Contest winners are here. And she body slams him against that door really hard. <laughs> My three deaths. There's plenty of room for her to get out without injuring Kenneth. <laughs> Rude. She's like, are you ready to meet them? Yes. It's interesting that Len Wozniak, who by all accounts is a rough person, but a good investigator, should have been able to cancel out George Park and Franco Dwyer. 
Wouldn't you think? Well, definitely George Park, but he wasn't assuming. So she's like, Jack, Frank, this is George Park. He's Korean. Oh, okay. Right, so he's out because, like, Jack doesn't have any Korean in him. And this is Fred O'Dwyer. Uh, Mr. <laughs> O'Dwyer, tell Jack the story you were telling me in the elevator. In World War II, a crowd grenade exploded my genitals. <laughs> oh, so no children, right, huh? No, no chance. Looks like a bowl of SpaghettiOs down there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why would you tell people that story? And then Jack, this is Professor Milton Green. Oh. And then is like a super Jack voice. He's like, and it's nice to meet you, Jack. Then he clears his throat and goes back to a normal Alan Alda voice. Sorry, there was something in my throat. I'm Milton Green. <laughs> Have a seat. Oh, Jack mouths the words, oh my God. But he looks like teen girl Jack. Oh my God. you're like, oh my God. Tracy, stop writing that check. He's 40. Don't sign that. Okay. That was the Putin.com's birthday card. But you're right. The card is enough. Tracy, Donald is older than you are. He's scamming you. I know. I'm sorry, what? Liz Lemon, I may hug people too hard and get lost in malls, but I'm not an idiot. Then why are you giving him all this money? When Donald came to me, he was a fast-talking charmer from the wrong side of the track. He reminded me of someone, Liz Lemon, John Travolta's character from Greece, and me. So giving Donald money is what, charity? Call it what you want. But in the last three years, Donald has gone from scamming celebrities to being a small business owner. The dojo is real? And the community center is thriving. You know Kenneth's $80 bought a chess set and a crate of condoms? Those kids are really lucky. Hey, Daddy, do you want to go uptown and see the dojo? Or should I say the Tracy Jordan Institute for Black Karate? <laughs> That's what y'all naming it? Thank you, son. Thank you. Hey, guess what? Liz and Peter walking down the hall together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenna has a photo shoot for her Time Out magazine. She's like, for what? Uh, they're naming her the funniest woman in New York. To which Liz, in a very acerbic, duly asked retort, says, Oh, what time do they need me there to make her seem funny? Look, I know you're upset, but Jenny's fully acknowledged that you're the right that you write the deal baker sketches together. And together involves Jenna texting her gay friends while she writes until four in the morning, eating fistfuls of brazen brand to stay awake. Which, by the way, is how I'm able to ride the fart train to work every day. She really punches fart in that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not as hard as uh, John Ham though. The record is a fart. You're a bitch. <laughs> Liz, hey, Pete tries to comfort her by like going to grab her shoulders and she immediately just starts fighting back and is like <laughs> hilarious. Huh? Hilarious. She's so like, this is your job. This is what you signed up for. She's like, I know. I like it when you use your calm, reasonable dad voice. That's the voice you should use when you tell Jenna that I'm going to be in the magazine with her. 
Donald is overeating a muffin and saying out loud to no one, I'm going to save this for later. So, Kenneth is is tasked to, like, go up to um, Tracy Jordan's presumed son, Donald, to see if he is actually 21. And is like, well, hello. And Donald seems like he's trying to scheme him and asks if he likes magazines. Kenneth, of course, likes S&M magazines. This is abbreviation for super <laughs> and magical. So that's neat. So um, Donald just has this very lilting way of talking that speaks scam. Yeah, well, I'm selling <laughs> magazine subscriptions to benefit the uh, community center. We get a uh, full Liz Lemon eye roll on the side. <laughs> How many you want? He's like, four. Great. That's like $80. I'm going to get your address from my daddy. Oh, instead of doing it now. <laughs> Good plan. Good plan. Yeah. They're like, we got to stop that guy. How can we prove to Tracy that Donald's lying? It's like, I've asked Siri to look into getting a copy of his birth certificate. Which Pete knows is very difficult because he's been trying to steal his dead neighbor's identity for quite some time. <laughs> Maybe daddy just needs to get in the car and drive. Gross. No. You got to catch Donald in a lie. What else do we know about him? Well, he claims to know karate. That's got to be bogus. <laughs> How do we test someone's knowledge about karate? <laughs> right then, Lutz shows up, says he knows karate's karate, while Little hoovering do gummy worms in it. <laughs> like, I know karate. Oh, oh. And Keanu knows kung fu. Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. Are you going to watch The Matrix 4? I haven't watched The Matrix 0. Oh, my God. Okay. My brain is too small. What if we're in The Matrix? It's too scary. I can't handle it. <laughs> People are taking... They call it red-pilling now, like when you become a QAnon person. Isn't that a Matrix reference? It yeah. is, yeah. Well, fuck that shit. Fair. Fair. <laughs> and then, like, everyone talking about simulation theory. I can't sleep as it is. I need yeah. a little sleep. So, no. Will you be watching The Matrix 4? Yeah. (laughs) Well, review it for me. If I miss Keanu, I'd either watch Point Break, Speed, or now the John Wick movies. Fair. I feel like that satisfies all the sides. I did make myself watch The Mailbox. What's it called? The The Lake House? (laughs) (laughs) That should be named The Mailbox. That is true. (laughs) This is at the end of everything, so why don't we go somewhere over we know? Anyway, so Jack is reviewing the candidates for his fatherhood, um, and he starts by asking if there's any history of mental illness in your family. Oh, don't get me started. My cousin killed everyone in his job, says SpaghettiO Pants. <laughs> How about you, Milton? No, no. The greens are sharp as attack right to the end, which makes the end all that more <laughs> terrifying. My father, father does scream. Scream. Yeah, that's the Julie line, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, green, that's sort of a big name. You meet a lot of greens at your church Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> We're agnostic secular humanists. So am I. It just means that I know right and wrong. I don't need anybody else in a book to tell me. I shouldn't kill that animal. 
<laughs> I knew that all by myself. <laughs> Good job, simulation, Julie. <laughs> She's well programmed. <laughs> so, sure, if you had to pick. Then he's like, is that you and Tom DeLay? Then they get into a little word sparring match about their policies, their politics, and um, it gets very exciting. Do you want to be Jack or do you want to be uh, Milton you Green? Choose your choice. I'll be Jack. Okay. Is that you and Tom DeLay? Uh, yes, the hammer is a hero of mine. I'm sorry. Did you just snort at our former House Majority Leader? He was never my House Majority Leader. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Here's Tom Delay's legacy to the United States: raping the environment, waging an illegal war. History will validate the liberation of Iraq, which it didn't. <laughs> I I was talking about the war on drugs. Not to mention the hypocrisy of espousing family values while demonizing single mothers. What would you know about single mothers? What would you know about families? I will not be spoken to this way. <laughs> I love this contest winner. I love that so much. And a professor of Bennington College. Now, Freeze, oh, yeah. do you know how much Bennington College costs a year? No. Please guess. Prices, right? Rules are in effect. Emma, go first. Uh, $45,000 a year. Nick? 55 $76,000 a year. Jesus. A year? Now, after aid, most people pay about thirty-five, but the tuition plus house is 70. It's like the most expensive rich college in the country. And yes. back to the scene. And a professor at Bennington. Oh, Bennington. How's that going, teaching all those kids that couldn't get into Middlebury? How dare you? How dare you? You're a huge disappointment to me. I don't understand why we're yelling at each other, but I am not accustomed to losing an argument. <laughs> so you know what screw you and Alan Alda says I would have commented but I didn't want to interrupt that great acting <laughs> and you and your Fakakta contest uh, <laughs> fine so now we've got Jenna and Liz no Pete at the photo shoot <laughs> she's like oh my god Liz I'm so glad that you insisted on doing this she's like yeah well thank you for so graciously including me I know this kind of thing is all you have in your life I you have to love this dynamic when because like this is the most convincing Jenna and Liz relationship situation where they both absolutely hate each other. Would you rate the rubber chicken above Jenna? Would you say that's devastating? Sorry, For me, personally. I love that the uh, photographer's name is Belafonte. It for some reason reminded me of the photo shoot in Spice World. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I never saw Spice World. <laughs> Scandal. Well, the actor playing Belafonte is Clayton Dean Smith. He was on two separate episodes of Lost. <laughs> nice. I will make this into a side car law and order podcast if it kills me. And I'm the dog yeah. that's just like very scared because it's attached <laughs> from the main bar. So Jenna wants to, she's trying to be nice to Liz. She really is. She's like, uh, what is that? She's like, he just thought for some of the pictures it'd be a fun way to get wacky. And she's like, Liz, I know you've never done this before, but I had to learn this the hard way. Don't use the props. They always try to get you to take one funny photo, and that's the one they always use, and you look like an idiot. And Liz goes into her highway madness gaze and is like, they always use that one, huh? Hey! So now we're there, and Liz is She says, fun. just open your mouth a little and try to look like Lindsay Lohan. There it is. Oh. To which point Liz is like, 
Things are just, like falling out of her mouth. She's not <laughs> sexy like ah. Uh, it's like ooh. No, she's got like dead trout mouth, and her yes, eyes dead are trout like mouth. Good one. Very scary fish. He's like great, fabulous ladies. You look beautiful. Now Jenna, catch the chicken. She's like nice try, pal. As it like hits her on the body. No, yeah, and like maintains it. her smile. Yes. Staying like this, serious and horny. I don't know. He says with the with the chicken, it could make a great cover. Spartacus. This is like, oh, the chicken. Then she's on a toilet with Groucho glasses on and a rubber chicken pretending to do things with it. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> You're the funny one, <laughs> says Bella. That's so great. So now we're back at the studio and Lutz is walking. He's like, I'm Lutz. And he's got a Colt gi on and a belt. He's like, I understand you study the art of the empty hand. I challenge you to kumite. So what is kumite, Julie? I don't know. A fight. Well, let me tell you. It is one of the three main sections of karate training, along with kata and kihon. Way to Google as you go. That's Thank nice. you. So <laughs> Donald does some like crazy fast moves and a big like windmill kick, or uh, not a roundhouse, but a fan kick. And Frank's <laughs> or Lutz starts freaking out, and he's walking really slowly, going front kick. Front kick. <laughs> Uh, escape kata ow then he goes to kata yeah there it is nice <laughs> so pete and liz are together and they're around the corner he's like pete liz, uh, I see you. help mommy's baby help mommy's baby and they just like recoil yes as you should so liz like jack what did you say to milton if cornell west weren't speaking at the new school tonight i think he would have left now who's cornell west Cornell West is a philosopher. Uh, he's He was a professor. I don't know if he still is. He is the unfortunate gentleman who was trying to get in his own house and got arrested for drinking a beer like on his own lawn and then had a beer with President Obama. He's like, he should leave. It's exactly what I'm afraid of. More family, more ag- aggravation. I'm walking away. Why? He's just like you. He's smart and worldly, and he's really good at making fun of my shoes. When he saw these, he asked me when my call was committing suicide. <laughs> good one so liz is like hey so you know what this is it's a father-son relationship you have a couple drinks fight about politics then you take it personally when he doesn't agree with you that's having a dad jack don't walk away you'll regret it if you do or i could regret telling him what would a man like that want me as a son maybe he won't i don't know but so what yeah it hurt but then you'd go back to being jack donaghy which is pretty cool Thank you. My hair just dries like this. He sounds like me in that moment. I'm just like, oh my God, thank you so much. Alan Alda said you should get an Emmy just for the way he said that line. <laughs> he's like the most supportive person ever. But he's not giving a lot of content. No. It's very sweet. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Or you'll tell him and he starts crying and you hug and then you have a dad, which is pretty cool too. It's like, maybe you're right. She's like, I am right. Either way, you're going to be okay. One of those two things is going to happen. <laughs> Weird third thing. Uh, Thank you, Liz. By the way, did the medical supply store where you bought those shoes have any women's stuff? Like, <laughs> she gives that an eh. Come see, come right. So um, we got the Let's, rack up. 
the the wrap up of the episode with uh, essentially with Liz and Pete. She's like, well, Donald obviously knows karate. We still because don't know how- Lutz comes in on crutches with a neck brace. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we still don't know how old any African Americans are. Oh, that reminds me. I got the birth certificate you asked for. Enter Serene. Oh, you did? How? The guy at the place just gave it to me. You will get old someday. <laughs> Tracy, stop writing that check. He's 40. Don't sign that. Liz rips up the check. Tracy's like, okay, that was to put in .com's birthday card. But you're right. The card is enough. It says happy 18th birthday on it. <laughs> Tracy, Donald is older than you think you. It's older than you are. He's scamming you. And Tracy, it turns out, does know this. He says, Liz Lemon, I may hug people too hard, get lost in malls, but I'm not an idiot. Then why are you giving him money? Because when Donald came to me, he was a fast-talking charmer from the wrong side of the track. He reminded me of someone, Liz Lemon. John Travolta's character from Grease. (laughs) (laughs) And me. So giving Donald money is what, charity? Yeah, because the JoJo is real and the community center is thriving. You know, Kenneth, $80 bought a chess set and a creative condoms. Alan <laughs> Alda cracks I up love this show. It's fun. Hey, Daddy, do you want to go uptown and see the dojo? Or should I say the Tracy Jordan Institute for Black Karate? That's what y'all name it? Eh? <laughs> Thank you, son. Ah, oh, sweet. Thank you. So now we see the cover of the Time Out magazine, and Liz is like, oh, they went with birthing the chicken on the toilet. Why didn't you listen to me? I was just trying to keep you from embarrassing both of us. Well, you wanted attention. You got it. I hope you're happy. And she is. (laughs) I'm on the cover. (laughs) Kenneth's giving a tour. He's like, and this is the backstage area. I'd like to speak with Mr. Green for a moment. And as head of the store, I'm going to deny your request. <laughs> so Jack's talking to Milton. He's like, do you remember a woman called Colleen Donaghy? And this is Alan Alda at his best. He's like, yeah, that takes me back a few years. 1958? Yeah. <laughs> she read in my room when I was a graduate student. One month I couldn't pay. So she said, maybe there's something else I could give her. So I gave uh, her a radio. Uh, and a couple of weeks later, we had sex. Got drunk and had sex. Oh, no. So we Milton realizes this is a Mamma Mia thing. First, he says, I'm Jack Donaghy, Colleen's son. I was born nine months after that. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Is this contest some sort of Mamma Mia thing? Milton, I'm your I'm son. I'm your son. Oh, I think it's so sweet. Of course you are. should have known that I'm my son. Big hug. Face slapping. It's so cute. And then a weird third thing happens. He's like, I have a son, a beautiful son. And I have a dad. And they're all like, isn't it amazing? Milton's like, you don't know the half of it. I need a kidney. <laughs> oh, good. Scary. Well, this episode was fucking fantastic. You need a kidney. No, you don't need a hand. You need a kidney. Yeah, this is a very funny episode. Very sweet. Not a lot of like one-liners that I say all the time, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got so much action. It's got so much plot. We've got a Mamma Mia thing. We've got a long-lost son from Milton's perspective and from Tracy's perspective. We've got Jenna. We've got Jenna and Liz. We've got Liz. We've got Liz and Pete. We've got Kenneth. 
I mean, we've got all the main characters of the show in an episode, which <laughs> isn't super surprising. But it was so funny. Meaty rolls, you know? It was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive when there are actors <laughs> on set. All right. The lines and acting. It's good. Even Josh was in this episode. Was he? He didn't get to speak, but when they do the original deal baker sketch, when Jenna's on the couch, Josh is on the other couch. <laughs> I didn't see him. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> he oh, Josh. He does exist. <laughs> so next week, celebrity extravaganza. Oh, we got Adam Levine. We got Cheryl Crow. We got Elvis Costello, if that it's is his long. real name. We got like, Mary J. Blige. Well, we'll see who else is there for sure. We got Nora Jones. We got Sarah Bareilles. Elvis Costello, did you say that? I said that, yeah. <laughs> Should we go to the chat? Let's do it. Let's rate this mother trucker. You ready? Mm-hmm. Send. All right. Whoa. I lowballed it at 92, Emma at 93, and Nick gave it lots of love at 95. That means rewatching on a really regular basis for me. Okay, that's not what it means for me, though. <laughs> but I make the rule. True. I am the decider. Be fair. It was well, so fun. Exciting. We made it almost all the way through season three. Well, hopefully there was more laughter than tears this week. So anybody that's hung in there with us for the entire season three. Your collectible mugs are in the mail. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> So if you want to see more on our other podcasts, this takes all over the place where we talk about all the things all over the place. So <laughs> I hope you're having a good week with a couple good laughs in it. Thank you so much for listening. Have we a great week. Hope and demand that we were the source of at least seven laughs. <laughs> Bye. Blurg is a project of Teen Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank.